right. Well, welcome into the Chris Collinsworth podcast and um, a lot of cool things happening in the National Football League. We are coming off the most redonkulous four games that I have ever seen in the history of the NFL that were played back to back to back to back. It started off with the Cincinnati Bengals miraculous win to knock off the one seed uh, in Tennessee. And we're going to get into that quite a bit here as we go along. And then San Francisco limping through the snow in green Bay to knock off the number one seed in the NFC. And Oh, by the way, it's never happened that two number one seeds got knocked out on the same day in the history of the uh, NFL current playoff system uh come back the next day and the defending world champion tampa bay buccaneers almost come back from 27 to 3 to knock off the rams but the rams advance and they have to play the san francisco 49ers now uh in what's going to be the ultimate grudge match the 49ers have beaten them six straight times and then in the uh, topper of all toppers we had the buffalo bills and kansas city chiefs uh playing like an nba finals scoring uh hoops <laughs> going back and forth so fast it made your head spin but it was pure unadulterated insanity and right now we're going to go talk to the darlings and the cinderellas of this entire thing at this point and that would be the cincinnati Bengals. did i used to play for the cincinnati Bengals? yes i did do i have a little soft spot in my heart for them Yes, I do. But despite all that, if I end up calling the Super Bowl with the Bengals in it, everybody will say, oh, you hate the Bengals. Why are you cheering against the Bengals? Why? I, I, so it's just I'm getting myself ready for it. But I'm good with that. I can live with that small bit of downside if I get a chance to do what I'm hoping we get a chance to do, which is to see the Cincinnati Bengals, who really have not won a playoff game uh, in so long. It was the last time these guys were in a championship game. Uh, uh, dates all the way back to my career, and that would have been in 1989, and go on to get beat by the San Francisco 49ers for the second time. We did it in 81 and in 89, and unbelievably, it could easily come down to the Bengals and 49ers for the third time in a Super Bowl, which would be just unbelievable. But it is my pleasure to welcome in the guy that has uh, become the heart and the soul and unbelievably the veteran of this receiving core and of this offense right now and CJ Uzama. And CJ, first of all, congratulations. This has been so much fun. You guys have actually made Cincinnati cool again. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a long time coming for the city. Um, you know, I, just thinking of me being a player and I'm like, man, seven years, it's been, it's been six years since I've been to the playoffs, 31 years since, you know, the city's won a playoff game. Um, so yeah, no, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a, uh, it's been a breath of fresh air in a locker room for sure. Well, it's, the city of Cincinnati has now become the football mecca. We had our college football team and the University of Cincinnati go to the final four. And now the Cincinnati Bengals are right there in the final four as well. As it was ticking down the other day, and it looked like Tennessee was had a chance to go in and try their own last-second field goal to win the game at 16-16. And then Eli Apple tips a pass, right? And the ball pops up in the air. Logan Wilson comes down with this thing. One pass later from Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. 
And we've got our own Florida Gator. I'm just going to get in a little plug. I know you're an Auburn guy. Get in a little <laughs> plug for the Gator. Comes strolling out, and Evan McPherson, and just knocks through a 50-something yarder. And as he's taking the field, he tells the holder, yeah, it looks like we're going to the championship game. Like, what is up with this team? You guys just seem to have some innate swagger that carries right over to the biggest moments of the game. Yeah, well, I think as an offense, one, like we're on the we're on the we're on the sideline and we're watching our defense and we're kind of seeing how Tennessee's playing this. We're like, oh, they're scared of us. Like if we get the ball back, we are going to win this game. Like that was that was our mindset the entire time. <laughs> Just watching it unfold, we're like, oh yeah, they know if they give it back to us, it's game over. And then we get the ball back and we're like, well, it's it's game over. Like this is this is it, it's over. Um but then yeah, I mean you got you got guys like Evan who just he is I mean, he's getting so much media pub right now and just talking to him. You can see it. he's the most just innocent, just pure hearted kid ever. Just we went to go get dinner with him. He's getting chicken tenders at a like he's like, hey, do they have chicken tenders here? I'm like, no, Evan, this is a steakhouse, bro. Like, <laughs> they don't have chicken tenders. <laughs> um, but it's it's been fun, man. Just seeing seeing these young guys come in and just yeah, I do this every day in practice is what he told someone like what I don't get what the big deal is like good I'm glad you don't I'm glad you don't have that on your on your shoulders right now and you're just kicking a 50 something yard for the win you know it's there are so many great tight ends in the game and and Kelsey and Kittle and Waller and all those guys but you have made some really special plays this year you have made some just tremendous catch and run kind of plays to break games open and to decide games um and yet you know to some extent you've been doing this all along but it also feels like there's just almost like a competition within this team to be the guy that makes the next play yeah i mean there definitely is like when uh the funniest thing in the huddle, I mean, you know, like in the huddle, like sometimes if, if it's a TV timeout or something, media timeout, we're in the huddle, we're talking to each other. There's been times where, you know, T, or, T and I will look at each other like, hey, we got to get on the board. Like everybody else scored. We might as well get in the end zone. Like looking at Joe, like, hey, Joe, what's the play? Like Joe likes to keep it to himself. Like he knows the play and he's just standing outside the huddle like, hey, what's the play? Like, is it coming to us? What's up? Like it is. It is a competition just because we're out there having fun. We're competing with one another. We're man, I don't know. It's, it's, we're messing with one another. Like Jamal would be like, CJ, what's up? You're not going to score. Like he just, just messing with me. I'm like, all right, Joe, don't throw me the ball. Forget Jamar this time. I know he's making plays, but come on. Um, so yeah, it, it is, it is back to backyard fun, having fun with your boys. Like, you know, Thanksgiving day, the whole neighborhood comes over, like just a family of people going out there and doing what we love to do. And that's something that I haven't, you know, since I was a little kid, I haven't experienced, you know, having this level of fun with, with a close knit family. It looks like it. And and the other thing it looks like, like Cincinnati is really kind of a white collar button down community Procter and Gamble, GE Kroger, very sophisticated, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you guys are just like, cool. It's, it's like, I don't know what the modern word is for it, but I, I mean, I, you, you watch you guys and, and then you know, so you see Joe and the guys smoking cigars after the game, you see Jamar out with his full grill and diamonds dazzling everybody uh, after the game, the kicker talking trash. It's like, what is, uh, these guys don't know any better. They don't have any idea how hard it is. It's almost like Joe and Jamar are looking at each other like, 
what's the big deal? It's way tougher to beat Alabama there in the SEC than what it's been down here with this stuff. This isn't bad at all. No, yeah, I, honestly, I I can't tell you how funny it is just seeing the level of cool that all of them have. Evan, Jamal, like this whole class, Joe, just stone-faced killer, just, oh, what's up? We're just going out there to win the game. It's fine. It's whatever. I'm like, I'm amped up. I'm like, yeah, boys, let's do this. And he's just like, yeah, all right, Jamal, <laughs> 31 yards, touched. They're like, you know, all right, we're in field goal range. Evan just coming out there smiling, like, hey, what's up? I'm like, dude, all right, if you say so. Um, it's just that swagger, you know? It's that, yes. like you said, I don't know, I don't know what other – phrase what other word to use other than we just we just have that swagger with with you know the guys that we have in the locker room the presence that they have and just the fun that we're having is it's uncomfortable to anything that i i can put into words and that i've experienced for sure you know what else is interesting and i think maybe this game brought it out for the first time is just how improved the defensive side of the ball is as well i mean you had DJ Reader up there just dominating inside against a really good running team uh, in the return of Derrick Henry and all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, Trey Hendrickson's been unbelievable. Logan Wilson, the ball finds him somehow. I have no idea how it happens. Uh, Chidobe Awuje, kind of a discarded guy in Dallas, you know, so whatever. Trey Wayne's same thing in Minnesota. Eh, is he any good? Is he not any good? Uh, Jesse Bates on the back end. Bang. First play of the game. Bango. Interception right now. Let's set the tone right away to the whole thing. But they really stood up that third and fourth and one to go down there and be able to make that stand. It was like, I go, damn it. These guys are like making a statement out here today. Oh yeah. And then the crazy thing is, is it's infectious, right? So like, you got you got the two point conversion that they try to hit. That we got Clay Johnson, oh. who I don't even know if anybody knows who Clay is, but Clay comes off the edge, you know, darts down the line of scrimmage and tackles Derek before he gets into. They they had a yard right, and they're they're like you just said, it's the return of King Henry and all this stuff. And this man that nobody knows about, this linebacker who's usually a special teams guy, comes down, makes a play, and that just hypes us up. And and you're right, our defense is they're playing out of their minds. Um, you know, you, you think about this game and, and how they handled, you know, the run. You think about when we played the Chiefs last time and, and holding them to three points in the second half. And, you know, we asked them to step up in huge ways and they do and they find a way. And it, it's been it's been fun to watch them play and, and, and impressive to see the growth that um, the young guys have had to see Logan. I call Logan Dash to see Dash out there making plays and leading the defense and Bon and Jesse and, and all those boys. It, it's uh, again, I keep saying fun because there's no other word, but it is it is very entertaining to watch them um, play with the the swagger again that that they have. It's so cool. And you go back in against Kansas City and uh, just to go back and revisit that game for a minute, which was one of the great games of the year, or at least until this weekend when everything came was <laughs> out of control. Uh, but you're down 14 points twice in that game against the Chiefs and it never really felt like you were out of the game. You know, it was uh, Jamar with a catch and run, which he's been doing. He did it in a huge moment against the Ravens. He did it in a huge moment against the Chiefs to get you back in, in the football game. Um, but what do you remember about that game? And what carries over now until the rematch here for the championship? Well, first thing I remember is us not, 
starting fast and us kind of shooting ourselves in the foot and, and not executing on offense. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I think the main thing was we, we were like, yeah, we've been here before. We're fine. Like there was no, and there hasn't been, there's, there's never been um, a level of, oh man, like this, mm, this is looking bleak. This isn't, this doesn't look like this is going to be our game or, you know, our heads are down. Like, huh, we're not going to be able to come back from this or, there's, there has not been any of that at any point this season. And, you know, later in the, you know, later in the season, we're like, oh, nice. Like, all right, well, we've been in this situation. Like, eh, it's just two touchdowns. We can do that real quick. Oh, it's just like, you know, one explosive play away or one just quick little drive that we could have, or just, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to describe it, but just being on the bench or go, going into halftime, I was thinking, oh, nice. Well, we're about to get the ball. We're about to score and we're, we'll be fine. Like, this is, this is all in a day's work, right? Um, and I think that goes back to, man, just the mentality. You know, I think, um, I don't know if they're too young or if they don't know any better or if they are just out there having fun. But these young guys, they do not, there seems to be no pressure. There's, there's nothing going on up here. There's like nothing going on up here that's like, oh, this is, this is a tough situation for us. It's just like, okay, yeah, see ball, hit ball. I'll catch the ball, make people miss. I don't want to get tackled. Go score. I'll kick a game-winning field goal. Oh, that's nothing. Like, it's just, that's just how they're wired right now. And I, I mean, I love it. I'm like, oh, great. This is, that's a great mentality to have, but it's, it's unique. It's unique to say the least. So when I was growing up, there were two comedians called Cheech and Chong. And they were like the original potheads and welcome back Cotter or whatever. But I mean, they were funny. It was all, all the albums and you don't even know what an album is, but anyway, so it was always, so there was always one of their skits that sort of made fun of their teacher who always had to sit in the middle of this class of knuckleheads. Nobody was paying attention. They're all stoned out of their mind. And they do this impersonation of the teacher going class 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 you know one of those kind of things and i get the feeling of zach taylor and i keep trying to picture him in front of this room of kids that are convinced they're going to win every game no matter what happens anyway what is it like to coach the cincinnati bengals and the swagger and the confidence that that team has give me some idea what he's like in meetings Oh no, he's, he's with us <laughs> to be honest. He's, he's not, he's, uh, you know, he's making it fun with us. Uh, you know, we, we, he, he'll ask a question or, uh, you know, if, if, uh, Jamal, if anybody, it doesn't matter if I, if I'm like, Oh wait, what did he just ask? He'll just be like, you're right, CJ. It's this play that we're going to like, you know, he, he, he makes it fun with us. He, he, he has fun with us. It's not more of a guys like, what are you guys, what are you boneheads doing? It's like, well, you know what, whatever, if you, you could, you could act this way, be this way, as long as you go out there and you know what to do and you execute, I, I can't really, I'm not going to really deter you from doing that. Um, but no, he, he makes it fun. He, uh, we have some, we've had some highlights of like, uh, younger, younger, like me in high school, freshman year, like an interview that I've had. And he pulls that out and he's just like, CJ, what were you doing here? Like, what's up? And we'll just roast each other. Like, people will turn around and start laughing at me. And they'll be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, Trent Taylor. Like, something's coming for you, too. And everybody will be like, oh, here we go. Trent's on the chopping block. And then Trent will pop up. And it's, it, again, he makes that fun. And, and that allows us to have 
you know, the, the personalities that we have, we're allowed to be out there, be loose um, and, and have fun doing what we love. You know, it's interesting that the Kansas City Chiefs will tell you the same thing about Andy Reid and their coach. You know, there's a little NBA feel really to where the NFL is going right now. The season's a game longer. It feels like, you know, you're playing forever, all that kind of stuff. But what really matters is getting your team to the playoffs as healthy as possible and then making a run, right? I mean, that's all it is. There, certain teams are going to make it. Certain teams are going to not. We've already proven it doesn't matter if you're a number one seed or not. Those both those teams out in the in the first round. You just got to get there, get hot, and, and make a run. And the sort of why not the Bengals is become hell yeah the Bengals are going to do this thing right. Like, can you? picture the moment like the first moment i really really started plead to believe you guys had beaten the ravens was the next game the jets game and then because I, all i remember is the jets game because if you guys had beaten the jets we were going to flex in on sunday night football to whatever the next game was and i'm like you just write that one down i am staying in cincinnati here we go this is going to be awesome and then blah right the jets thing just happens um can you describe the ride this year the ups the downs i mean you beat pittsburgh twice you beat the ravens twice you beat them in their home park can you describe this season as an overview um yeah i mean a roller coaster is uh that's <laughs> i think that might be an understatement <laughs> to some degree for for how, how i felt um and I know some of my, you know, some of my family that watches, they're like, I'm not even out there. I don't know how you're feeling, but like, I, I don't know if I can keep watching these games. Some of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's, it's been kind of, you know, you're, you're trying to stay consistent. Like I'm, again, I'm not Joe. I'm, I don't have this, this stone cold killer face the entire time. Um, and I let my emotions, I, I'm, I'm rolling with the flow. Um, it's been crazy. Like absolutely crazy. The 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 end of some games, I sit in my chair in, in the locker room and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> my family's out there waiting for me, but I need at least 15 minutes to just dissect what happened right now. Um, and you know, I love it. <laughs> like it's been an absolute blast. Um, but it it has been there's been some ebbs and flows, and it's there's been a few games where it's been 24 hours. I need to like comprehend what just happened. Like usually I'm like, ah, oh, nice. All right, on to the next one a little bit. Like I, I can, I got short-term memory, but some of them, the Jets game, I was like, I need 24 hours. Like I'm not talking to anybody. I'm, uh, we're, we're not happy with what we, what just what we just put out there. I need 24 hours to watch the film, watch it again, maybe watch it a third time, maybe watch the TV copy, not talk to any friends or family and just like understand what's going on. After the win, after the Tennessee win, I was like, I'm gonna say hey to my friends. I'm exhausted. I'm going onto the plane. I'm going to sleep. I'm going home. I'm going to sleep. I'm watching the film for a couple, like twice, going to watch the other games. And I am relaxing. I cannot have any social interaction for a while. Um, Can you so describe the plane ride home? I mean, it was a short one, right? You're coming from Nashville. It's whatever, an hour flight or something like that. Describe that plane ride home, knowing that you guys are now playing one game for the right to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was so it was, it was funny because we're all, so we're sitting there and I'm sitting next to Kevin Huber and I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Kevin, Cincinnati kid, right? Like he's hype. He's like, 
the Bearcats made it to the, look, we're going to, we're going to outshine them. We have to outshine them. And I'm like, yeah, Kevin, you're right. But I'm like, all right, just give me a second. And then we got Clark Harris behind us, the two oldest guys right next to me. Clark's like, hey, why are we not standing up right now? Like we just, guys, we're going to the AFC championship. Let's go. And he stands up and he just starts walking around. He's like, all right, all right, I, I, I got to talk to some people. Like, I can't sit still right now. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know what, man? I might as well try to get up and enjoy this and soak this in for a little bit. And and everybody, everybody has smiles on their face. Everybody's happy. Um, and then there's Joe. Joe's just sitting there listening to music like, yeah, I knew that. So we're good. <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. Um, now, you got to tell Joe, though, that um... – because my boss is a guy named Jeff Shell. He runs everything, the theme parks, the, the all the different stuff involved with Comcast. But he's a, he's a huge Rams fan. So it's entirely possible that the LA Rams could be in the Super Bowl where Al Michaels lives against the Cincinnati Bengals, where I played. And so Jeff has already decided that we're – he, that Al has to come on for the opening on camera in a Rams jersey, and I have to come on with a Bengals jersey. And I was like, no, 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 no. If if they win, then I got to wear like one of those Joe Burrow suits with the rose colored glasses. I go, come on, man, we got to go to the whole thing here if we're going to do this, right? Oh yeah, I mean, you have to at that point. Hey, when that happens, when we win, we win this week. We'll hook you up with something. We'll make sure we get you right. Oh, there we go. There we go. It'll be good. Uh, it, it's it, you'd have to describe for me a couple of guys describe for me Joe Burrow and just like we see the cigar smoking we see the serious face we see the of course we're going to win thing what do we not see well two things that I want to say one thing real quick is you know some some people from the outside and um, even my friends, my closest friends are like, dude, so is Joe like just this cocky kid who just, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, there's a fine line between cocky and confidence. And the reason why he is the way he is, is because he's the smartest person football wise that I've ever been around. Like in my, like coach, coaches, court, like player, it doesn't matter. He is out there directing every, there was a time during the game where his headset didn't work and he was just calling plays. He was like, I, I don't, I, I can't hear anything. So we're going to run this. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he was like, no, we're running this. And it was the pass to, to T Higgins that T, we were on their side of the field. T ends up fumbling it. Jamar catches it. Or, you know, right, yeah, yeah. It. So I'm like, wait, this man's not, he, he, you didn't get that play? He's like, no, I just, I just called that one. That seemed like it would be a good one to call. And he che he's checking the protection. I'm just like, what? That's un I mean, that's unbelievable to, to just look to the side and be like, this isn't working. I'm just going to call something and not even – the coaches were just like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm not going to take a timeout. We trust this guy. Um, so that's where that's where that confidence comes. That's where that that demeanor that he has comes from, just because he knows that he's the most prepared person on the field at the moment. Um, so that's one thing I just I just had to get out there because this that's why he's that's why he's Joey franchise. Uh, the second thing is he he doesn't like he has the weirdest sense of humor. Like he I'm. I think I'm funny. I'm just going to go. I'm throwing it out there. I think I'm a hilarious individual. And everybody in the huddle will be laughing, and he'll just be like, mm, I wasn't funny. Like, that wasn't good. And I'm like, wait, what? I will say something that is the biggest dad joke ever, where Jamar will be like, CJ, that's stupid. And he will die laughing. Like, it won't, it won't be just like a quick little, <laughs> it'll be like a, 
I have to take a second. I can't call the play. This isn't practice. I can't go to play. <laughs> like, Zach, do it again because CJ just made me laugh. And I'm like, what? that's what gets you? A dumb dad joke makes you laugh that hard? And he's like, yeah, that was funny. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on in the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, of course. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? Well, you can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout, and the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PFF for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you want a chance to win the ultimate game day feast, whether it's football success or financial savvy? Winning starts with asking good questions, right? You can ask us anything you want. You can ask about Sunday night football. You can ask about important points on your financial future, whatever you would like. And Western and Southern is teaming up with uh, me and with PFF, and we're trying to do all things to help you both in the football universe and in your own financial scoreboard. Every submission that you send in to us with a question about what's important to you uh, is going to give you a chance to win the ultimate feast and celebrate football's favorite Sunday. Of course, we know what that is. It's coming up on February 13th. And we'll cover your catering for up to 2,500 bucks. Coordinate your order from a restaurant near you and have it delivered on February 13th of 2022. And don't forget to check out the Chris Collinsworth podcast and Western and Southern's Instagram for answers to all the best questions each week. And this week's question comes from Leo in New York. I bet I know what it is. Yep. Why should the NFL change the overtime rules? What can they do to fix overtime? And I, Leo, I think we're all struggling with this one right now after what happened in one of the most fantastic games we've ever seen between uh, the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. And it became so obvious with the way those offenses were ripping up and down the field that whoever won the coin toss in overtime was going to get the ball and score a touchdown. And then, of course, the other team would not get a chance. If they kicked a field goal, then they would have had a chance, the Bills, to go back the other way and kick a field goal or score a touchdown. Um, I've seen this tried to be done every way possible. Of course, you have the college rule where they, you know, one team gets the ball in the 25 and the other team gets the ball, but then it ends up tied. Then you got to go for two and all the different things. But somehow it always comes down to um, the fact that the flip of a coin just seems to decide games as it did in particular in this case. So I don't know if you can create some scenario where it's whoever has the most yards 
gets the chance to have the ball first because it's a clear advantage to be able to go first. Whereas in college football, I always thought it was a clear advantage whoever got to go second because you got to see, did they score a touchdown? Did they score a touchdown and a two-point conversion? Did they just kick a field goal? Did they not score any points at all? And you can line up and kick a field goal on the first play. So there were advantages for college on who went second. There's huge advantages in the NFL for whoever wins the coin toss and goes first because if you go the distance and score the touchdown, it is game over. If you are a Buffalo fan, I feel you on this one. Honestly, I really do. And I think it's going to be changed again. And I honestly don't have a great answer other than at the very least, can we take a coin toss out of the equation to determine who goes on to the championship games in the National Football League? But I am with you. Submit your questions at westernsouthern.com slash feast. One more time, that is westernsouthern.com slash feast. And if you're watching on YouTube, check out the link in the description below. Remember, with Western and Southern, you can rest assured on game day. All right, big news right now. You can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code Collinsworth. That's right, code Collinsworth. Uh, what are you going to get with that PFF subscription? You've been on the site before. You're going to get all of PFF's locked article content unlocked, and you can see it all. The NFL betting dashboards for the playoffs, NFL Green Line. It's been fantastic this year, up 27 units. That's what we're calling them, 27 units this season. And the player prop tool, which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop bet. NFL draft guide, which is huge. You're going to get that all locked down in advance. You'll be the smartest guy at the water cooler or a lady at the water cooler. Uh, all the above is going to be fantastic. What do you have to do? You just uh, support the podcast, help me pay all these fine young people working on it here, and put in promo code Collinsworth for 25% off any sub. And the other guy I've got to ask you about is Jamar. Uh, the play he made against the Ravens, to me, is still one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. I mean, a big situation. you got to have the first down. He catches this slant in the middle of three people, does a pirouette, and runs 70 yards. And then the other one was the one against the Kansas City Chiefs um, where if you're down 14, everything looks bleak, and he catches a little simple pass, makes the whole – field miss a tackle and he goes a distance on it give me some insight as to that guy um i can give you a lot of insights to this guy uh jamar is for me it's it's a little different jamar is my little brother like he is the person i'm an only child and he, i pick on him more than anybody and he tries to pick on me back and he is he's the epitome of a grown like a a grown man that is playing football like he is six years old, just running out there. Just, just, I mean, I, I, I honestly can't put into words how, um, how much fun and excitement he, it brings me being able to play on the field with him because he, he brings out the little kid in me, right? Like, I, like you said at the beginning, I'm the old guy now, kind of, which I'm not even that old, but, you know, I'm the old guy and I'm just out there with, it's like a toddler. He's just like, give me the ball. and I'm just going to run around everybody, make everybody miss. And I'm going to score. And that's it. And then I'm going to get back to the sideline and I'm going to show off my grill. And I'm going to do my little dance. And he, he wants to get into the end zone. I'm pretty sure just to dance. He's like, Oh yeah, nice. Let me just <laughs> let me do my dance real quick. Um, but you know, all that is like kid having fun, whatever. He's also, again, one of the smarter 
receivers that I've had the like opportunity to play with. Um, and I say smartest receivers, receivers, sometimes, you know, it's X this, you know, quarterbacks telling them what to do half the time, but we come off on the sideline and I'm like, dude, how did you make like the, the Titans game? It was a, we had a naked uh, quarterback naked out to the right. Jamar's about to get hit by two guys. It was a, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the safety and the linebacker. We're both about to hit him for a one yard game, maybe. And he, right when he catches it, arcs it a little bit and gets 19. And I'm like, dude, how did you know that they were there? And he was like, oh, they were in this. They were in three week. And I knew that, I was like, wait, what? You, like, you saw that as you were running across the field? And it's like, oh yeah, no, that, yeah, of course. Like that was, that was base. And I was like, I didn't know that, you, like, I didn't know that that was going on in your head. Like, I thought you were just out here, oh, see ball, catch ball, run past everybody. But to know that he knows that, I'm like, dang, all right, I see you. Like, you're 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 above where I thought you were as a player. You know, for this team to go to Kansas City for the playoffs is so cool, right? It's so cool. If this team goes to L.A. for the Super Bowl, oh, my Lord, I don't even want to think about it. I'm not sure L.A. is hip enough for the Cincinnati people that are going to be coming into town to play in that football game. Uh, you know, all their, all the movie stars, the musicians, the rappers, all the, the great halftime show we've got on deck. I almost would rather hear you guys at halftime than as great as that's going to be than what it's going to be, because I get the feeling that you guys are going to be in there and it's just going to be like fun. Like you're just gonna be having fun doing it. Oh yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if LA is ready, for, ready for us either. Uh, the fans, the team. I don't think. I don't know if LA's ready for any of that. Um, but you're right. I mean, we're uh, you know LA, like you just said, they have all the stars. It's always a big party. But um, we pull up. It's gonna be a massive party full of all of us. All the whole city. I'm quite sure will will be there just taking over. Um, and, and LA wouldn't know what a party was until we got there after we got there. That's for sure. All right. So here's my John Madden used to say, yeah, but do you know this saying at all? Like everybody go, yeah, the Bengals, they're doing, they're doing this and they're doing that. And you know, yeah, but, and I guarantee you know what the yeah, but is the yeah, but is nine sacks in that last game, right? And now you're going up against the Chiefs team. You've played them before, Chris Jones. You know, they've got Ingram. They've got all the guys to make it work on a pass rush. Why will the yeah, but not matter in this one? What Can you get Joe Burrow protected in this football game? For sure. Um, I think what happened in the last game, uh, first of all, unacceptable unexcusable right inexcusable um we, we weren't happy with that at all but i will say it wasn't just the offensive line it, it wasn't just um you know somebody you know missing an assignment on a route or, or messing up a check um it was a multitude of things and as we as we were talking about it um as we were watching film we we're like hey listen on some of these some of these sacks joe just uh, just throw it away Throw it at the running back's feet. Throw it in the vicinity of somebody on the ground so you don't take this. On some of these protection mishaps, like, guys, don't lose your heads. Just, just follow your basic rules. You know, don't, don't let the defensive end go. On one, like, hey, if you're going to chip, if you're going to, you know, chip somebody, don't chip him into a, a TE where, where he's going to be able to just fly by the, the guard and, and hit the quarterback. Um, 
so it, it's a bunch of things that we are like, you know, we just have to, we have to settle down. Like we don't have to, you know, we're out there kind of sometimes just being way too, you know, spastic, like, oh yeah, all right, we're here. Oh no, we have to do that. Wait, what's going on? Like uh, our eyes are kind of deceiving us sometimes. Um, and we've addressed that uh, a fair amount um, a, as an offense. And I can, I can assure you that that's not going to, that's not going to and the one guy that I'm, if I've met him, I apologize to him, but it's like Bill Callahan's one of the great coaches in the game, right? Offensive line coach for the Cleveland Browns. He's been everywhere. He's been head coach before. He's, he's just a fantastic guy. And Brian, his son is the offensive coordinator, right? And give me some scouting report on him. What's his role within this offense? Cause it, it's Zach that's calling the plays, right? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I know they, they kind of both do. I mean, I know Callie's up in the, up in the booth, but he's, he's feeding uh, coach information. And I know a bunch of this, like a bunch of the calls I'm like, oh, nice. Okay. Like that one, Callie, I know one, like, I know he was like, all right, it's third down in this situation. We, if we get this coverage or if it's, you know, nickel to 12 or something, then like, all right, nice. We're going to run this. Or if it's base to 11, all right, nice. We're going to run this. Um, but, but he's, Man, talk about someone who is trying to like who I don't know how he's co- you know you were talking about Coach Taylor and how he's up at the front of the class and we're just being goofballs back there. That is a funny guy to be able to you know because he's up there. He he gives us our red zone presentations and uh, he's just like he's trying to be hip with us and it is so fun to watch an older guy like him try to. Be, I say older. Callie, I apologize. Um, just trying to be hip with I'm, I'm older. He's he's older than you. So yeah, right, go ahead. Exactly. Right, right. Um, but for for me, as the week progresses, um, if Joe doesn't tell me something on a route, he'll be like, hey, I know, I don't know if Joe said this or you know, Joe has a million things going on in his head. Um, but if you run this route again, make sure you just push it up a little bit or take your time at the top of the stem or do that. And he, he's telling everybody, like, it's not just, you know, he's, he's going around like, Hey, you know, when we, when we have this particular play, like you don't have to get, you don't have to get to 15, dude, if you beat him at 12, just beat him at 12. And Joe, Joe knows it. And some of those, some of these plays, it's, it's not, you know, it's, they're kind of like freelancing plays. Like they're, we're, we're just in a spot sometimes. Joe has told me, Hey, uh, after you do this, like, just go over there. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be around the area. And he's like, all right, no. Boom. Just dumps it off to me first down. I'm like, all right, cool. That's, that's awesome. Um, and he and Callie are the two that kind of, um, really are the, the forefront of that. Like, hey, it, as long as you're in the correct spot, like around the correct spot, you're fine. Like, you don't have to. We're not robots out there. Um, and so he, he's, he's helped us again with just the the looseness of, of how our offense has been running. You know, to, just to look ahead to this one now, <clears throat> such a significant game, championship game, chance to go to the Super Bowl, the whole bit. You guys beat them the last time you played them here in Cincinnati in a game they had to have because it knocked them out of the number one seed uh, eventually. But now here they are with the home field advantage again. But they're struggling too on defense. You guys put up a big number against them. They could not make a stop at the end of the game. Whoever won the coin toss in overtime against the Bills were they were going to win the football game. You kind of knew that going into it. The Chiefs do. Um, defensively, 
they'll give you some opportunities, right? I mean, they'll, they'll throw some cover zeros at you. They'll send an all out blitz. They'll try some things on the defensive side. What, what, what can happen to create those big plays? Because it really was the big plays in the last game that beat the Kansas city chiefs for you guys. Yeah. And I think that just goes back to Joe's mind and um, you know, his ability to handle that. And it, it's wild, you know, I consider myself the second smartest person on the offense. You know, we have to know how to block and run routes and whatever. And I'll, but again, my eyes when they see me, I'm like, oh, nice. This is, they're disguising, they're disguising a two look right now for sure. And I'm, right when I take a step, I'm like, oh, this is not the look that I thought they were going to go into. <laughs> but he already knows. He, he already knew what was going on. And he, I mean, it's, man, it is so impressive. Like even in practice, we have Frank Pollock who, He'll, he'll drop a blitz or something and he'll tell everybody do not show anything. And Joe will still just be like, all right, nice. We're changing the protection to this. And Frank will be like, I mean, you'll just hear Frank under his breath. Damn it. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to get this look for the offensive line, Joe, like don't change the protection, do it normal. So I, I think that's really the main thing. That's, that's how, that's how we win. That's how we attack. Um, you know, if, if they bring a, you know, a, a muddy look that, that maybe we haven't seen, um, that they try to present to us. And as long as he gets us into to the right play and we get that, we actually get the right check, which, you know, two times in the previous game we didn't. So communication is going to be key and, and just running up to someone and telling them the play if we have to. Um, but as long as that gets communicated, you know, I, I think really our offense is unstoppable. CJ, it has been a pleasure all season long. It's been great getting to know you a little bit. You know, I always enjoy your interviews. You you have a laugh. You have a good time. Somehow you're the old man on the team now. I don't know how that happens with this football team. But um, from everybody who lives in Cincinnati and fans of the team and everything else, thanks for the excitement. Thanks for the dramatic year. Uh, it's been amazing to watch you guys. It really has been uh and it's just been generational fun it really has i think there are a lot of people that can remember the two super bowl trips in the 80s and now you guys have just circled it all the way back and it's just party on right now so thanks for taking the time and uh you've been fantastic this season and can't wait to watch this weekend i appreciate that very much thanks for having me on you bet. Don't t forget to tell Joe I need those sunglasses for the opening on camera, though. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs>
And if Tina wants to go head to head, toe to toe, Bingo's gonna kick your, Bingo's gonna kick your, hooray!